Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Some things about life in Acadiana are unique to this part of the world, and some things we share with the rest of the world. One of those common issues in business is making the link between the online world and the real world. These days, over 80% of all retail purchases begin with an online search. And as you know from your own experience, almost everything you do starts online too, from navigation to planning a vacation. When it comes to the real world uniqueness of Kadiana, our common online link to the rest of the world, Jesse Guidry, is in an exceptional position. Jesse is the link between Acadiana and the rest of the online world. Jesse's official title is Vice President of Communications at the Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. Jesse, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. You've probably heard the cliche on TV and radio shows, my next guest needs no introduction. In the world of online business and entrepreneurship, Tom Cox is a pioneer and a big deal success story and not just locally he's probably too humble to give himself this title but Tom is one of the creators of e-commerce way back in 1995 he came up with the idea of selling golf balls online it was so long ago that Tom was able to buy the domain name golfballs.com in the intervening couple of decades in a world dominated by Amazon golfballs.com has continued to be an industry leader in manufacturing and selling golf balls and golf equipment Tom it's been three years since you were here welcome back to out to lunch thank you Aileen Jesse there's a general feeling that a lot of the time we spend online takes us away from the now the criticism is that we're more concerned with how our life looks on Instagram than we are with connecting to the real world we're taking photos of. Your job as the Vice President of Communications for Lafayette Convention and Visitors Bureau requires you to oversee how we're being presented on social media. How are you finding the balance between the real world of Acadiana and the way you portray that world online? Uh, for me, there's really no difference. I mean, kind of what you see either on our social channels, on our blog, on our website, um, is very much a representation of authenticity in this area. Um, whenever I first started, one of the things that I noticed is that um, there wasn't a whole lot of imagery or playing up to what you know our assets are. Um, I remember one of the first things campaigns that we did was one for plate lunch, and whenever I, you know, pitched it, it was kind of like, so we're gonna show this plate of food in a styrofoam box kind of I'm like yes that's that is real that is what it's like I don't want it I don't want it styled I want that plastic fork like I want you to see what you can get what came first your passion for this area or your job at Lafayette Travel <laughs> um, I'll say the the passion for the area because before I was at Lafayette Travel I was at um, Vermilionville and Bayou Vermilion District and that's really where I got my sense of culture and my relationship with our environment um, kind of first started and I think that had I not gone through that experience, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, just because you, you kind of have to know going into something, appreciate it from a different perspective. And I've been asked, you know, um, you know, are you ever going to move away? Are you ever going to do this? I don't think I can do what I'm doing now in another place because this just comes so naturally to me. It's who you are yes. as well as what you do. 
Tom, in business, people sometimes describe their success as the same way football teams do. Coaches say, we win by playing our own game and not focusing on the competition. But, in point of fact, they spend hours watching films of competing teams. In your case, as I mentioned, you're in the same business as Amazon. How important is it for you to play your own game? But equally, how important is it to keep an eye on Amazon and what the other competitors in the e-commerce space are doing? Man, what a great question! And it's kind of core to how we how we've how we've grown the company. Um, so when I started the company, I had the idea in 1995, and I shared I actually shared it with my dad, who who to this day has never used a computer before. And and, and I said, Dad, I'm going to start a company that sells used golf balls on the internet, uh, which we don't do now, but yeah. we, we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, and he said. Why would anybody go online and buy something when they can go to the store and get it? And so kind of the underlying question was, well, what's different about what you're doing that, 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 that somebody just can't go to the store and get or they can't go? So, so kind of fast forward this to, in, in my, my, you know, he still doesn't use the Internet. Fast forward to to now, uh, we as a as a as a matter of business progress, try to try to do things that other people don't do or can't do, and so if you look at uh, our competitive landscape and Amazon falls in, we, we try to sell things that or sell things on Amazon that no one else can do, or we try to compete against Amazon in ways that that, that Amazon can't produce. Same with 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 our with our online competition. So for example. Um, 80% of what we sell is customized in some way. And, so and you print logos we, on we, things? We print, it's logos. In, in springtime, there's a lot of logos. Two-thirds of our, of our online business is consumer. So it would be with a name or a message or a monogram or an alignment aid. And one-third is corporate. So if you kind of think about that split, it's, it's two-thirds two individuals buying for themselves and one-third. But, but we always, there was a book I read many years ago, uh, that little lesson from my dad, which he didn't know he was giving me a lesson at the time, he just, uh, which, which is you, you, you try to focus on things that you can do well, that there's a market for, that, that it will be difficult for someone else to sell that customer. So let's go back to 1995. Yep. You chose the name golfballs.com. If you could do that over again, would you call it something else? Would you call it allballs.com or would you call it golfstuff.com? You know, it, it's it, it, you're you're la you're laughing. It's true though. I'm, okay. Jesse's so, laughing. So allballs.com. I'm being serious. Jesse's laughing. I will I will I will tell you that at one point the the domain that we had the website on was myballs.com. I'm not kidding. <laughs> And so, and so, but if you go back then, like there was a lot of my this and my that and right. MySpace. MySpace, and like, yes. So it's not like it was like a really weird thing. Uh, and then, so from, from 90, 95 to 98, it was on a series of different domains because who knew if domains were important back then, right? Like it was, you could be a subdomain and, and you could still generate a lot of traffic. I guess uh, what I'm really asking is, do people still just believe you sell golf balls because you sell a whole lot of other stuff? Yeah, it's a two-edged sword. It's easy to remember. People know us for golf balls. We focus on golf balls. It limits us to some extent, right? So we're probably never going to be the best at selling clubs online. Uh, but but if you think if you're going to pick a product in golf and be really good at it, pick a consumable where people have to keep coming back to you, and it gives us an opportunity to sell other things that make sense. If they're buying a customized ball from us, then they may buy a customized tees or customized ball marker or those types of items. And you have a retail location in Lafayette. Is that really just 
a place to have your warehouse and do other things or is the retail location also important so we we like having a store in lafayette right this is where i live this is where the staff lives and so it's nice to, uh we've got a lot of great local customers it used to be a significant part of our business now it's about two or three percent of our business when we moved into location 14 15 years ago it was like 25 percent of our business and so as time goes on and more our, our online business grows it becomes a smaller overall part of our business but but important because it's a local Face. And people in Lafayette can still come and they can actually test golf they, clubs. Got a hitting got bay like a, and, yeah. and actually when people hit the ball in the hitting bay, it's right near my office. So every swing I hear, whack, whack. <laughs> In the hitting, I'm not kidding. I'll have to remember <laughs> I've, I, that. Yeah, I've just, I've just, you know, I've zoned it out. I don't hear it anymore. So, Jesse, what does Lafayette Travel, as we tend to call the company you work for, what do they actually do? Because I think some people have the imagination you just wait for people to call and ask what Lafayette's like. Right. So, describe a typical day of what Lafayette Travel does. Ooh, well, there's no typical day, and I think that's one of the things I love most about my job. But the easiest way to understand is that we're a marketing organization. So, um, um, you know, all all of our money is basically focused on trying to get people to come to Lafayette. Um, for myself, it's more of the leisure market. So anybody that is looking to just do a quick weekend getaway or try to plan a trip, um, we kind of entice them through our blog, our online presence, imagery, etc. That way. Um, but there's also what people uh, don't know about us is that. Um, we also work uh, with conventions, all international, national, trying to get them to come here and hold their convention here in Lafayette, as well as group and tours. And what good does it do Lafayette if we have more conventions here? Well, so it, most people that are listening to the show have been to a convention in another city. Most people typically stay, get there earlier or stay a little bit later. And then while they're at the convention, of course, you're eating, you're you know going out, you're seeing things. So there's definitely, um, you know, uh, return on investment wise I mean it's huge but just think about anytime you travel I mean you you're more inclined to spend more money whenever you're there and especially at some place in Lafayette because just cost of everything compared to you know Orlando California New York um, the cost is way down so people that are coming from these areas can do more they're gonna spend more and then um, you know on the group side of things um, you know, that's that's another element that we do. We work with a lot of tour operators to package things together, um, student associations, all of that to try to get them to come down here for extended periods of time. And then um, on the sports side of things, we also record, recruit sports conferences to come down, which a lot of people don't. Um, you know, really don't think of whenever they think of tourism. Golf conferences. Right. Uh, well, conferences, but also there, there's, I know you guys help with bringing some events to mm-hmm. town as well. Absolutely. Sporting Absolutely. Events. And, I mean, so with that, just to give you an example, um, just think in terms of a little league tournament at Bruce Arter Youngsville Park. I mean, that's massive, and that's not just this kid coming to play ball. You've got the parents. You've got the other kids. It's not all day. They've got to do something with them. So they're staying at hotels. They're going eat at places. They're going downtown to the Science Museum, to the Children's Museum, and to you know Vermilionville, Acadian Village, all of these area attractions because they, it's like mini vacations, right? So just the impact of that and the return on investment um, for what we do is 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 massive. So, so for, you talk about return on investment. Who pays Lafayette Travel? Where does the funding come from? Right. So it's a hotel occupancy tax. Any time that you go and you stay somewhere, more you know. More often than not, there's going to be a tax that basically goes It's one to, of those little add-on things. When right. we book a hotel online, it's one of those little lines right. that makes it seem way more expensive than the original right. price. So basically, people that are staying in hotels are uh, paying a portion of that comes to us and the rest goes to the state. And then what we do with that money is we reinvest it in market people to come to this area. So it's a tax that pays for itself? For the most part, yeah. 
that's pretty good. Tom, I know both of you are very involved in Lafayette Acadiana as a community as well as having businesses here. You both sit on quite a few boards. Jesse, I know you were on the 705, you were a founding member of the Public Relations, Southern Screen, Louisiana Folk Roots, Swamp Base High Adventures and and Tom, you've been on the board of Iberia Bank, Opportunity Machine, Light, Leader. I could go on all day with you. Why is it important to sit on boards? So, so for me, uh, I, I want to, to try to create uh, the best environment I can for, for the community, right? I mean, it's like, why am I involved in Opportunity Machine? Opportunity Machine helps entrepreneurs grow business. It helps people with businesses make their business more successful, and it makes the community a better place. And that's kind of so. So for me, I try I try to hone in on those things like economic development meets entrepreneurship makes the community better. That's that's where I feel like I can be impactful. Because you've been through it yourself. Because because I've been through it, I've made every mistake or most every mistakes or, or mo, mo, most you know I've made a, made a huge number of mistakes. I've learned from those mistakes, and a lot a lot of what we've tried to put together with Opportunity Machine. Uh, wasn't wasn't assembled together. Uh, wasn't even wasn't even uh, available online 20 years ago when when golfballs.com got started. And so we're just we're just trying to make make the next generation of businesses in Acadiana uh, want them to stick to Acadiana. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Tom Cox from golfballs.com and Jesse Guidry from the Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. And Jesse, you have a young family. You'd have every excuse not to spend time giving back to the community. Why have you been on so many boards and part of so many organizations? Well, I think, um, you know, my parents were always really involved in extracurriculars, so they were they were always doing stuff like that. So I think it's an extension of just their example. But also, you know, I worked for... Um, a lot of nonprofits, and knowing what that's like, you're you know understaffed, under budgeted. You don't have enough money to do things. Um, I always really appreciated it whenever I had insight from someone who could be like, yes, you should spend your advertising dollars here, and here's why, or this is a good idea. Um, and as I kind of you know through the 12 years that I've been in, you know what I, what I'm doing now, um, it's I mean only right that you kind of pay that back. And I mean I don't claim to know all of these things, but um, you know when Whenever you're on a board and you know I can I offer what feedback I can in the fields that they do and right now um, instead of getting uh, what I found with with mentioning of my family what I found is difficult is most of these meetings are after 5:30, right and you with a newborn is it gets increasingly difficult to carve out time for that so what I've started doing is um, serving in advisory capacities whenever people ask me because a, a board commitment really is every month and depending on what it is some of them are working boards some are more advisory but I've found what I really flourish in are projects that people have so yeah, somebody use me will, for what I'm best at yes and, yeah. and I'm able to help them um, and, and I'm on my like in, in a time frame that works for me in a way that you know benefits both of us essentially. I, I, Aileen, I think that's one of those things that makes Acadiana a wonderful place. The fact that so many people are willing to give so much time to help others, uh, and there's such great community alignment between all the organizations, right? And that community alignment kind of ha- has a flywheel effect on on all the things that we work on, which adds to the culture. So let's talk social media. I know it's changed in both of your careers. Do you have to keep up with the cool new things like when Snapchat happens, do you have to suddenly jump on Snapchat? Do you have to be on Vine? Do you have to be on all these new ones that might not go anywhere? I'm a man of strategy. So it's it's my, my thing is like why, if, if you could start, sure, Snapchat comes along. I've seen people start accounts and then they post one thing and it's been six months and there's nothing. So it's 
the, first of all, it's capacity. You need to know what you can handle. And social media, I mean, literally this day and age is a full-time job. Um, you can't, you know, I mean, uh, and a lot of CVBs that you see, I mean, the communication person is doing it all. In addition to social media, um, we're fortunate enough to have someone uh, focus on online engagement exclusively. Um, but we primarily focus on those channels. Um, the one that I'll say that is probably the most experimental at this point, um, we developed a Spotify channel. So if you just search Lafayette Travel on Spotify, we put out weekly playlists. Uh, then Festival Cadian, Black Pot Festival, we do kind of preview playlists on who's playing there. And that's great. They can listen to this show right. on Spotify no. and then immediately do one of your playlists. Right. But I mean, I think the thing with that, what's so interesting is that we are a music town. Um, and so that meets perfectly with our brand you know it's who we are you can it's a way for us to sell um, but the way that we use social media it's integrated with all of our um, digital as well so whatever we're running on digital we usually have a Facebook campaign that's going on um, and a lot of people now whenever they're they're searching that's kind of where it starts especially Instagram I mean I've had people travel here based on a picture it's like whereas I want to like I want to go to this and more often than not Lake Martin which is just outside the city limits but there's like I want I want to see this I want to go to the here you know like show me where that's at um, so for us I mean social media has got to be what we do but I would just say you know do whatever your capacity is and if there's not a return on investment there yeah. you know you, you don't spend a whole lot of time there but for us we just we can't ignore it we've got to be on those platforms yeah Jesse and Tom, this is the part of the show that we call the checklist. I have a list of 43 random questions in front of me, and I'm going to ask you to pick a number and then do your best to answer the question. Tom, pick any number between 1 and 43. 1. What was your very first job? I was a page for in Washington, D.C. for Congressman John Bro. Okay, you're going to have to explain to me what a page is. You actually work on Capitol Hill and you run errands. This was in high school and you run errands for congressmen and you kind of walk all over the Capitol and you kind of deliver, deliver mini, it's a little mini messenger service. How old were you? Uh, 16. And you were living in Washington? I was in high school. They had a high school set up there. It was only for, it was like for a six month, half, half a year period. But that was my very first job. And then my second job was at the popcorn factory. Not that there's anything wrong with working at the popcorn factory, but it's kind of a, a little bit of a letdown when you go from U.S. Capitol to popcorn factory. And I did terrible. I did a good job as a page. Oh, they terrible did job at the popcorn factory. <laughs> You made Popcorn Factory sound like a bad thing. It was a great, it was a good thing. I just did a bad job at it. And I think it was just the the comparison from, you know. Anyway. Do you eat popcorn today? I absolutely love popcorn. Yep. So, Jesse, pick a number between 1 and 43. 23. 23. What really drives your business? What really drives my business? Um, passion. Passion. I mean, tourism in general is just a passion thing I mean like I was saying earlier people you know book a trip based on on one picture but that picture has to emote something what is the biggest kept secret for people visiting Acadiana what what don't they know about that they should know about it just depends on what um, people's what their interests are because we have something for everything but I I mean I would say one thing that is not on people's radars whenever they come down here and it's something that I have a deep passion for are the outdoors because I think that we have some of the most beautiful scenery and landscape um, with, you know, the Vermilion River here, Lake Martin, Atchafalaya Basin, um, you know, huge birding sanctuaries where you can see birds that you can't see anywhere because else. Because people just think it's hot. They don't necessarily think, I'll oh, go outside. Right. Or they come down here for the food or they come down here to learn about Cajun, Zotico or Creole. Um, I think, you know, whereas 
you know, most places like Colorado and the Carolina, most people are like, oh, I'm going to go hike. I'm going to go outdoors. They don't associate South Louisiana, even though we're the sportsman's paradise, with being outdoors. So it's trying to get them out um, and just to see that. And once you're, you know, on a water surrounded by these ancient cypresses um, and these huge alligators and birds and everything, you, you really just kind of get a sense of, you know, how the first settlers, like why this land was so special. So I've, I've got to add something to this. So, so my, my wife's from Toronto. The first time her family came down, uh, they we, we took them around everywhere. We went to Avery Island and all the wonderful things in it in Acadiana. But the one thing they had to do before they leave was go to a drive-through daiquiri, go to a drive-through and get a drive-through daiquiri. It's a big one. It really is. Uh, it's busy. now we have people coming in with all the golf manufacturers. They spend spend a day with us and they say we got to hit the drive-through daiquiris. Like we we want to we want to eat the food, we want to enjoy, but we got to we you know Mm-hmm. I, we, we could be the only state with drive-through daiquiris, so they want to see it. Right. <laughs> State-wise, yes. We actually did a blog a blog article on that, and um, Lafayette was one of the first cities to have that ordinance to where you can actually buy liquor in a drive-through method. A lot of people are blown away by this, but basically it's legal because they put a piece of tape over yes, it, and they don't put a straw in the cup. So just wait till you get home and do what you do. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd say that's that's certainly a more popular Isn't that one. Funny? Um, that, but it's true. And it, buying food from gas stations. Well, so we're actually about to do a blog post on gas station food and like what you can find because it's, it's some of the best Greek food are in gas stations. The it's first amazing. time someone asked me to meet them at a gas station for lunch, and it was a business lunch, and they wanted me to go to a gas station. Ah, oh, I was, and it was great food. Yeah, well, we have this saying: it's like from um, from uh, white cloth to paper napkin. You know, all of it's good. You know, and it's true. I mean, you don't have to have a very expensive meal for it to be delicious. Um, and, and it's hard to go wrong in Acadiana. It's true. Hard to go wrong with food in Acadiana. Well, when we're talking about the outdoors, Tom, how much does the weather play a part in your business? Um, it's a big part. So I. When I, uh, when I forecast the year, I kind of have an idea of what I think. I kind of look at the economy, and I look at, uh, and I look at uh, general economic conditions. But the, the most important driver of our business is weather, and weather drives golf rounds. So if, it's, if we have a rainy spring, uh, if golf rounds are off 2%, it's because of the weather, and it drives our business down almost 2% right off the top. On the other hand, if the weather's good, if the weather's really good, then, then we can we can see a substantial lift in our business because people are playing more golf. All of that changes as you get close to Christmas because people are buying gifts. Yeah. And the, in the gifting business, it doesn't matter what's going on outside. They're 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 buying for other people. And geographically, does it matter where tournaments happen? Is it like there's a tournament in a country, so everyone around there starts playing golf? Like in England, Wimbledon, everyone suddenly buys a tennis racket and <laughs> yeah. goes out. Does you the know, same happen? It's like the Masters. Kind of, it's it's in April. It kind of kicks off the golf season, and people get really excited about. About it, I'd say less geography, more people. Tiger Woods is back in the game, and with Tiger back in the game, more people are interested in golf. Is there anyone else in golf that has the same the Tiger effect? So there's a lot of great golfers. There's a lot of young guys that are great for the great for the game, uh, but nobody moves the needle like Tiger. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, we run commercials on the Golf Channel, and and, and we and we try to buy, make a buy such that we get lucky. We, we might get lucky and get placed 
when Tiger's on the on the golf course, right? Because you don't know, because it's kind of a shuffle and you just don't know. Jesse, is there anyone locally who has that effect on business? If we get someone on American Idol, does it increase tourism for Lafayette? Well, I'll just use Lauren Daigle as an example. I mean, right now, she's huge. And we, you know, actually started conversations with her a few years back um, just about how we might be able to kind of bring her in the fold and do things. And hopefully some of that is going to start to come in fruition. But somebody like that, yeah, that's totally touching a, a whole market that you know we would not I mean just I mean she's known for Christian music so just to be able to touch that demographic I mean to create a campaign center around that um, you know I mean got a couple of ideas but to have somebody who is so very passionately from not just Louisiana but Lafayette yeah and she'll say that every every time she says it does that mean a few more tourists for you oh absolutely I mean anytime we post anything about her on social media it's gangbusters Uh, people just love it and especially with those concerts so I think you know if you can align it right and make it make sense there are certain people that can move the needle back and forth and we're just fortunate because we've got so many famous musicians who tour and travel and so we've made them ambassadors to where whenever they travel um, you know they'll bring some stuff with them and it's basically a you know roaming billboard for Lafayette where you can get a sense of Cajun music you know in, in New York or Philadelphia. If only Tiger Woods was from Lafayette. If only, if only. The holy grail in business these days is finding the link between the online world and the real world. Tom, you're one of the creators of the pathway between e-commerce and the real world retail, and you're still in the front of the field. Jesse, if we're going to compete for tourist and convention dollars here in Acadiana, we're going to need that strong online presence. As we head towards the second decade of the 21st century, both of you, Tom and Jesse, are crossroads at the online and real worlds. It's going to be interesting to see what the future brings. In the meantime, in the here and now, thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having us. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tom Cox, President and CEO of GolfBalls.com and Jesse Guidry, Vice President of Communications at the Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. You can find out more about Tom and Jesse's online and real worlds by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucia A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by 
Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.